is pretty much we'll pick a night, we'll find a yard side or something, and uh, we'll make it happen, you know? And everyone knows there's no party like a liquid party, you know what I'm saying? So it's whenever it works, however you do it. But Baruch Hashem worked out by the Ishritzer around the Ishritzer's yard site. As the Rav mentioned, I have a personal discussion with the Meshulach, and I should be such a thing. So it's like this, I want to share with you a Torah tonight. I'm not going to mention the Meshulach at all. I'm not going to quote any piece from, from the Ishritzer, but it's Kula Ishritz. Alright, so you know, it says in Pasa, Viga Shel Yehuda. Viga Shel Yehuda. So the Medrash says, everyone knows, it says in Pasuk, Hinimelochim Nodu Yachta. The Pasuk, Chazal are connecting that Pasuk and Telem with Vigashel Yehuda, that this is an approach, this is coming together of two different worlds. This world of Yehuda and the world of Yosef. So we know that everything in Torah is not just something that happened once upon a time, it's telling us something about ourselves, something about our Avodah Hashem right now. Especially this Indian, this Sugya of Yosef and Yehuda. Every single one of us is called a Yehudi, right? We're called Jews, we're called Yehuda. Because it's a part of who we are, which is Shaykh to the world of Yehuda. The Pasuk, on the other hand, also describes Kala Yisrael She'eris Yosef, the remnant of Yosef Atzadik. So each one of us has the quality of Yehuda and the quality of Yosef. So the more we can investigate and unravel this sugya of what are these two worlds coming together, Vigesh of Yehuda, Yehuda and Yosef, the more we'll understand ourselves, and the more we'll understand a little bit of how the world is, what's, what's happening right now as we get closer to the revelation of Mashiach ben David with Mashiach ben Yosef, which is Hashem, right around the corner, we should be able to see with our own eyes. So that, that sugya of Yehuda and Yosef is becoming more and more, uh, it's becoming more and more apparent that we need to unravel that sugya. We're, it's, a, it's very desperate. We're in very desperation mode of figuring this out. So let's understand. You know, I'll, I'll tell you something. Before I prepare a shear, it's not like I just like come up with you know ten shiurim and I just you know say whenever I need to. I try to think of the chaver that I'm going to be speaking to. So I didn't know you, but I just imagine like whatever that's what I'm going to be speaking to. So if there's anything here that's misunderstood or not, you know, it's too hard. Whatever, it's your fault. Okay, it's not it's not my problem. It's your problem. Okay, and so this shear comes from it's for you. So, you know, it's a very interesting thing when it comes to Yosef and Yehuda. Yaakov and his relationship, we know, was something very, very special with Yosef, right? Yosef Tzaddik, in a certain sense, was the greatest of all the Shatim. He was so great, he was so great, that he reached the level of absolute shlemus that a shevet can have, which is that he actually became a little bit of like, like an av, right? We know that the, there's a big divide between the avis and the Shvatim. The greatest achievement that a shevet can possibly have, the absolute shlemus, the ceiling of a shevet, conceptually is what? Is to be like an av. Is to be similar to an av. And that's exactly what Yosef reached. Keruvein v'shem and yiyuli. That Menashe and Ephraim are both individual shvatim that come from Yosef Tzadik, and that way Yosef is like, a, like one of the others. Like Which means that in a certain sense, Yosef Tzadik was the most shalim, was the most complete of all the shvatim. Again, to the extent that he even, on some level, got to the level of the Avis Akhtoshin themselves. Yet, Mitzad Shani, he's not the Melech. The Melech is Yehuda. So we have to figure this out. We have to figure this out. What exactly is this Indian? Now, Yosef, on the one hand, seems to be the greatest of all the Shvatim in terms of Shlemus. Yet, Mitzad Shani, Malchus is in the world of Yehuda. How do these things go together? Okay.
put that to the side, okay? Because at the end we'll get back to that. If I, if I forget to, then remind me, okay? Sometimes I get distracted with myself. So, okay. I've been feeling something for the past couple of days. I don't know, you have, I'm sure you have a little bit. I'm, each one to their, to their own uh, extent. Which is, there's a huge letdown after Hanukkah. A huge letdown after Hanukkah. You have to understand, Hanukkah was not just a yontif. Hanukkah is really the chasima of the entire yontif season, which began with Rosh Hashanah, or even before with El. That entire tkuf of Yom Tovim, it finishes with Zayz Hanukkah. And the next tkuf of Yom Tovim that we have, Bez Hashem, which will start by Purim, leading to Pesach and Shavuos and so on, that's a little bit away. So right now we're in sort of yontif no man land, right? It's already after Hanukkah, and it's a waste till Purim. It's mamish. And the heaviness, the arida that very often we feel, to the extent that we felt Yantif, to that extent we feel the darkness of this time after Yantif. So, what I want to do for the next few minutes is to try to explain, you know, an idea, and to give us a little bit of nechama, what our vayda is right now, and how, like in Nishvat Siddiq away, how it's possible that there is a certain level of shlemus we could reach now greater than any yantif. All right. I'm sure you've all heard of the Arizal, it's not a doubt. I'm sure many of you have heard of the Rashash. Right? You're more familiar probably, I was, when I was younger, more familiar with the Rashash in the back of the Gemara. Now, I have to remind myself there's Rashash in the back of the Gemara. The, the Rashash was Rosham Shalom Shirabi. Rashash was one of the greatest Mukobalim to ever live, the greatest Mukobal from the Sfar the Shabbat Medrash, he's for sure the head of all the Mukobalim. He lived at the same time as the Baal Shem, as the Vilna Gain, that whole Tukufa, the Ramchal a little bit earlier, and so on. Rashash. Rashash was the greatest of all the Mukobalim. The, the best way how I can describe, again, Lafi Arkenu, a little bit of what the Rashash, the con- contribution of the Rashash to Pneumia Satyra, is that what the Rashash did to Kisviari. You could think of this similar to what the Rambam did to Shas. What did the Rambam do to Shas? First of all, he took all of Shas and organized it in a way of Halach Lamaisa. But at the same time, by being Maldish Shas in his Mishnah Torah, which is Halach Lamaisa, he also at the same time answered all the steers and all the kashas and gave him a halach of how to learn Shas. You have to be, you know, Chaim Brisk and a rugged shepherd to figure it out. But at the end of the day, in the Rambam is the answer to all the kashas you could possibly have in Shas. The Kisviari is like Shas. It's as wide as Shas. It's as deep as Shas. It's Mamash and Ocean. What the Rashash did was is that he took all of the Kisviari and organized it in a Halach Lamaisidik way by organizing, by making a Siddur Rashash, a Kavanis, based on all the Kisviari to explain what are the Kavanis, what the Shemus Akdashim, what's happening through davening, what's happening through mitzvahs in a practical way, in Apisaid. And at the same time, the way the Rashash organizes the Siddur is, is in a way in which every stira that you could possibly have and every kasha you could have in the Kisviri, it's answered. Marshall, you know, there's a, there's a famous letter that we have that there was a group of big, big Mukubalim in Syria that heard about the greatness of the Rashash. He was the Rosh Hashiv in, in Yeshuit Betel, the Mukubalim in Yushalayim. And so the group of Mukubalim from Syria, they had a list of 70 kashas on the Kisviri, steers and so on, 70 kashas. And say, the Rashash was, uh, you know, the, the head of all the Mukubal and the greatest Mukubal of the time. So they sent him the list of their kashas. So the Rashash sent back a letter saying, listen, I'm not going to sit here and answer every single one of your kashas. 
But what I'm seeing from your kashas is that you're, you're not getting it. You're just not, you're not getting it. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to send you a small kuntras that I wrote as a hakdama to my sitter. And this small kuntras is called Rechav Sanar. We have it, it's about 18, 19 pages, small little print, but it's not too long. And the Rasha said, all of Pneumius Atar and Kolatar Kuz contain that little kuntras. He says, you know, learn it two or three times, you'll be able to, to get everything. So in the writings of the Rashash, we find the following idea. The Rashash explains, and it's based on the Kisri it's just the way the Rashash explains it. It's as follows. He says that, again, this, this, this might be new to some of you, but uh, even if you don't chap it, your neshama does. So it's good sometimes to hear that. You know, it's like, when you go through Yontif, you know, it's Rosh Hashanah, it's Sukkot, it's Chanukah, it's Pesach. Okay, and then it's not Yontif. To us, to the superficial eye, to just the human being, it feels that these are all right, these are all the same days. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and so on. It just happens to be some days are officially called Pesach. They have different halachas, and some days are officially called Chanukah. They have different halachas, and some days are called uh, Shabbos and, and a regular Tuesday. You're in the same world, right? You're in the same tent. Okay, the halachas are different. You're supposed to do different things. Your avoid is different. But where you are is the same place. So the Rashash, that is not true at all. There are two different universes, Bechalal, that a Jew exists in. Two different universes. And it's only because of Hester Ponim that we don't see this viscerally. There's a universe that's called parts of Hasmanim. Parts of Hasmanim means the parts of the structure, the universe of Yom Tovim. It's its own universe. And then there's something called parts of Hayamim, the universe of regular days. Of every week, you know, Sunday through Shabbos, Sunday through Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh, and so on. These are two different universes. And said the Rashash, when it comes Yantif, it's not the Pshat that now, you know, you're in the same place, just boom, what, what kicks in are different obligations. No, no. What happened at that moment when it comes Yantif is that you just switched from being in universe Yamim to universe Zmanim. It's a different Metzius altogether. And that new universe, that new reality that you are now entered into that's called Zmanim has different, different regulations. There's a different, uh, uh, there's a different physics that govern that universe of parts of Zmanim. And we relate to it through matzah and sukkahs and chanukah and Purim v'chulu v'chulu. And every yontif is coming to repair and connect us to a different aspect of that universe that's called parts of Azmanin. Parts of Azmanin, parts of Ayam, two different universes. What is the difference in quality, in nature, between parts of Azmanin and parts of Ayam? So this is what we find, again, also in the writings of the Rishash. And this will explain why we feel so unbelievably uplifted on Yontif, and the average day not so much. The explanation is as follows. The essential difference between parts of Azmanim and parts of Hayam, between the universe of, of Yom Toivim and the universe of regular days is the difference between Klal and Prat. Klal and Prat. In other words, let me give you an example. What time is it right now? I'm not sure. Uh, 10 o'clock, whatever it is. There's always two different ways to define any particular time period. There's always two different ways to, de- to define a particular person. And there's two different ways to define a particular place that you're in. You could define, let's say, the time that you're in. You could say, like, when am I? Well, the answer is 10.05. That's, 
that particular minute. But that's called prat, because you're defining the moment that you're in in, in a very specific and small unit of measure, a minute. Or you can say, you know what, if a person asks you, like, when is it, you could say, Tavshin Pei Beis. That's, a much, that's also true. It's a much broader scope and a broader picture of what time it is. And they're both absolutely true. There's a way of gauging time in the world of Prat, specific, small, 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 from year to month to week to day to hour to minute to second. And then there's Klal. You could say Klal can be, it's Tavshin Pei Beis. You could also say it's in the middle of the sixth millennia. You could, you could go pretty big. You could go pretty broad like that. There's klal in this prat, and they're both true. That's true with time. It's true with space. Where are you right now? Well, you could give a specific address, wherever the address is right now, I'm not sure. Or you can say, broader than that, we're in the United States of America. Or you could go more, I'm on planet Earth. Or we're in the, uh, the Milky Way galaxy. There's klal and there's prat, and they're both absolutely true. It's true with time, it's true with place, it's true with person. Who are you? Who are you? Well, you could get very proteistic. You could get very narrow and very small. And you could say, well, who am I? I am Yossi Zakatinsky. I am my own individual person. And this is the amount of space that I take up right here. And that's true. Or you could think of yourself in a more cloud-oriented way. And you can say, I am a member of my family. You could go broader. You can say, I'm Ashkenazi. You could go even broader. You could say, I'm a Yid. You could go even broader. I am the creation of the infinite one. There's a universe, there's a way of thinking, there's a way of living, there's a way of existing in a way of klal, and there's a way of living and existing in a way of prat. The fundamental difference between parts of Asmanim, a yontif universe, and the yont and parts of Ayomim, the average day universe is. Parts of Hasmanim, the universe that we enter into on Yom Toivim, is a universe that's governed, that's 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 defined from the lens and the vantage point of Klal, of Klal. When you are holding by face uh, Tesvav Nisan and it's Pesach, it's not the pshat when you're doing your avodas that you're doing the avoid of Pesach for that particular day. No, that day that you're in, which is called Pesach. You have to see that as the Pesach of Tavshin Pei Beis. It's an entire year's Indian that's being packaged that you're experiencing at that moment. It's a year's Indian. This is why there's a, also a famous letter from the Rashash. The Rashash wrote that when you have, if you do your Avaita properly, he was talking about Sphere Saimer in particular. During the Avaita Sphere Saimer, if a person is Mechazik himself to, mm-hmm. you know, be an Oivet Hashem, to be a Yor Shemaim and Oivet Hashem during Sphere, it's a school, your whole year will be better like that. The whole year will be protected. Why? It's Amma School of Alma. There's mechanics to everything. There's mechanics. It's not just Amma School. The Pshad is, is because what is Yontif? Yontif is the entirety of one's year being, being condensed in that period of Yontif. And every Yontif is like that. Every Yontif you go through in the calendar of any particular year is the closest of that year. Every time you're, you know, when it's Sukkot, it is the entirety of the year in a particular vantage point. Pesach is the entirety of the year in a particular vantage point. Chanukah, Purim, Vuchul, Vuchul, that's parts of Azmanim. When you move, however, after Yantif into what's called parts of Hayamim, the average day, you are now moving from Klal into now Prat. When it's Pesach and someone asks you, what day is it? The answer is Tavshin Pei Beis. 
When someone asks you on Pesach, who are you? You say, I am a create, I'm a creation of the Baron Shalom. That's who I am. If someone asks you what time it is, it's Tavshin Peves. Where are you? I'm in the whole universe. This is where I am. I'm part of the universe. But after Yontif, now it's just a regular Thursday of Parshas V'Yigash, who are you? Yazidagatinsky. What time is it? 10-10. Where are you? Some tent in Lakewood. You see the so that that and that's the difference between zmanim and yamim, parts of a zmanim, parts of a yamim. Now let's understand what that does to a person psychologically and emotionally. One of the greatest simchas, the deep in Chabad Chasidus, we taught this very much, is that one of the greatest simchas a yid can ever have, the pl- the greatest tanug that a person could ever experience is the tanug of being part of klal, of being lost in something bigger than yourself. That is the pleasure of Olam Haba. That's the tanug of Avodas Hashem Bepnimius. That's the tanug of, of being miskasher to one's friends, to be miskasher to one's family. It's the pleasure of becoming lost in something bigger than you. The greatest tsar that a person can feel is what? Is that is, is, being, is being crushed by the weight of smallness. It's, godless is tanug. Katnus is tsar. Even the word tsar, minhameitsar, comes from constriction. When you're talking about, when you, when you as a Yid, if you experience Yontif, to whatever degree possible you experience Yontif, automatically there's going to be an unbelievable sense of Tsar and Katnus and Yerida that kicks in after Yontif. And this, every Ayyad Hashem knows that when you take upon yourself to become a Pneumistic Yid, Bamas, it's mysterious Nefesh. You know why? Because as we would all, we, we would all dance for hours, it's Gishmak to be a Yid. But everyone knows that what happens after Shabbos, what happens after Yontif, whenever you embrace that inyan of what, of what, of wanting godless, of experiencing klal, automatically it means that you're going to be that much more sensitive to the pain of katnas. This is where we're holding right now, going from klal into prat. Okay, so far, you know, depressed enough? Yeah, we're good? We can stop now? Yeah. Okay, so what's the nechama? So one of the greatest Talmidim of the Rashash was a big Mekobal in his own right name as the Taras Chacham, the Chaim de la Rosa. Chaim de la Rosa. From all the Talmidim Rashash, they all had a pachet from the, from the Taras Chacham. Mamish, he was, uh, you know, in many sperm we find when they, you know, Mepharshim that we have on the Rashash, on the Siddur Rashash. So very often we'll ask a kasha and they'll bring down a Taras from the Taras Chacham. And all the time, everyone knew Taras Chacham, whatever he said is Mamish, exactly what the Rashash meant. Very often we find in the Sefer Taras Chacham that he says that I heard this, either I heard this from my Rebbe, you know, or I saw this, I, I was medayiket from the writings of my Rebbe, and sometimes he writes a Lashen that I saw this mibain risig enav, I saw in the twinkle of my Rebbe's eye, in the blink of his eyes, I saw this in him. The Rashash is a Malach Hashem Tzvakas. And very often when the other Talmidim quote, uh, they, have a ter- they have a Kasha, they'll first quote the Teretz of the Taras Chacham, and the Taras Chacham is Bechlal, it's Mamash Divin and then they'll say, it's Taras Lekim Chaim, Ma'am Bishdiv Lekim Chaim. Or the Maisa, we don't know what he's talking about, so we'll, we'll answer differently. Taras Chacham is Ma'am We find a tremendous Chiddush in the writings of the Taras Chacham. Okay. For those that are keeping scores, Naf Kuf Lamed in Taras Chacham. He says like this, it's a Chiddush Nifla. He says, that although the world of Zmanim, parts of Zmanim, is certainly greater and bigger than the parts of Hayamim, it's Klal versus Prat, it says the Torah, the level of shleimus that one can reach in that world of prat, the specific, in that specific tight 
constricted universe that you're in at that moment of parts of a yamim, the actual ceiling of that universe is attainable. Masha'in came the ceiling, the shleimus of parts of Asmanin is unattainable until Asalava. Let's understand. When you are living in that world of Kalal, the parts of Asmanin, it means that we are all absolutely one, we're all united, the whole universe is one, time is one, everything is one, it's Gavaldic. But because of that, because of that, the, the actual shleimus of that universe, and again, I'll explain, I'll give examples of this practically in a moment, but the shleimus that, 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 is, that is ultimately the goal in that world of parts of Asmanim is ultimately unattainable until what? Until the klal of all the universe reaches shleimus, which is going to be lots of love. But in that world of parts of Hayamim, there's a shleimus that one can reach in any particular moment that's actually greater, that, that's, that's, that's reflective of the shleimus that the world of klal will reach only lots of love. Let me give you examples of this, of where we have such a phenomenon, of in the world of Prat, there's a shleimus that you could experience in the world of Prat, that's akin to the shleimus of the klal that's only lost in lava. Give an example. Is the Mishnah Megillah. The Mishnah says in Megillah that the Allah is, when it comes to a base HaMedrash or a base HaKnesses, that was destroyed. The Allah is that a base HaKnesses and base HaMedrash that was actually built Bekdushas, base HaKnesses and base HaMedrash. Afil Berchurbanam even when they're destroyed, they still have Kedusha, Beisach, Knesset, and Beisach, Medrash. And the Mishnah quotes, uh, it's Rabbi Yudah, the Mishnah, Mishnah quotes a Pasuk, that what? That says, um, uh, the Lashon of the Pasuk is, um, I will destroy Mikdashechem, your Batei Mikdash. It says the Mishnah, even though when they're destroyed, they're still, they still retain their Kedusha. That's the Mishnah. The Raman passes like this in Nechus the Ravid agrees. It's Allah Muskan. Now, at the same time, that's every single shul is a Mikdash Mat, yeah? It's a Mikdash Mat. Then there is the Beis HaMikdash Gadol, the actual Beis HaMikdash. What's holding, what's the deal with the Kedushas Beis HaMikdash, the Makkim of Harabayas, that's destroyed right now? Is that, is that, do we say by the Beis HaMikdash Gadol, it's Bikdushasai Aymid or not? So it's well known as Machlegas Ramam Ravid. The Ramam sheet is in Hilchus, in a few places, they Bechir, in Hilchus Trumas as well, is that what? Is that the same halacha of what? Of what we find by the Bate Medrash and Bate Knesias, that what? That even though when they're destroyed, they're still Bukhidushasim Himaimdim, Kedushas Beis Haknesis exists even after the Churban of that Beis Medrash, says the Ramam, same thing it is with the Beis with The, the Ramam Pasch is in Hilchus Beis Bechira, that what? Shekedushas HaMikdash Rishalai Bnei Ashkina, that the Mikdash and Yushalayim were sanctified initially because of the Shechina. Shechina doesn't go away. The Ramam quotes the Mishnah, the Pasuk that's quoted by that Mishnah Megillah, that just as we find by Beis HaMedrash and Beis HaKnesses, it's Kaddish forever, so too the Beis HaMikdash. The Ravid disagrees. The Ravid says, not like that, the Ravid writes, Shani Oimer, I say, that what? The Ravid says, Yushalayim Umikdash, when it comes to Yerushalayim and Beis HaMikdash, the Kedusha of the Beis HaMikdash and the Kedusha of Yerushalayim was Paka, left, once the Chorim Beis HaMikdash took place. And he says, Ezra, Shamikdash, 
when the Beis Hamikdash was sanctified with Yeshua Benon or Shlaim Melech, or was re-sanctified with Ezra Seifer, it was only a kedusha until as long as it was lasting. Once it was destroyed, the kedusha is paka. When Mashiach comes, that's when the Kedusha Ailami will set in. That's what the Ravit says. A well known Ravit. The Ravit says, That was revealed to me. So here's the Shiloh. It's, it, it's Mamish counterintuitive. When it comes to the Beis Amigdash HaGadol, the Iker Beis Amigdash says the Ravit that what? The Kedusha that's Shaykh to the Beis Amigdash, it's not betoikif, it's not eternal. It doesn't have that kiyom nitzchi. It doesn't have the strength of eternity to it. Only with Mashiach, la'asilavi, will we have kedushas beis hamigdash bishlei musa to such a degree that it will never be going away. Yet, a mikdash ma'at, but the kinesis and bata midrashis, the raivet agrees to the psak of the Ramam, to the Mishnah of Fereshis and Megillah, which is that the kedushas beis haknesis and beis hamedrash never goes away. It's v'nahapich, I don't get it. When it comes to the Beis HaMikdash HaGadol, the Kedushas Beis HaMikdash is not B'Shleimus until Mashiach comes, yet the Kedushas Beis HaKnesis and Beis HaMikdash is B'Shleimus B'Zman The answer is, that's the study of the Tars Chacha. What would, take, what would take thousands of years in the world of Klal to get to that place of Shleimus, to have a Kedushas Nitzchi in the world of Prat is attainable Mamish B'Zman Prat, the world of Prat is able to, to, to reach its ceiling faster and quicker than the world of Klal can reach its ceiling. The Beis Hamikdash versus, what's the, diff- what's the difference between the Beis Hamikdash and versus the Beis Medrash? Like the Mishnah says, like the Gemara says, that every Beis HaKnesim and Beis HaMedrash is a Mikdash Ma'at. It's the universe of parts of Hayomim. A Beis HaMikdash is the universe of parts of Hazmanim. That's why we visit the Beis HaMikdash on Yom Toivim. There's mitzvah other regal on Yontif. Why? Because that's what the Beis Hamikdash is. The Beis Hamikdash in place corresponds to Yom Toivim in time, and just as Yom Toivim in time are the parts of Hazmanim, which is Klal, therefore the Beis Hamikdash is a place of what ki The Beis Hamikdash in place is a place that's unif- that's designated for everyone. All of Klal Yisrael come liras as pnei adin Hashem on Yom Toivim. And because of that, however, because it's connected to parts of Azmanim, which is a universe of Klal, so the Shlemus of that universe will be reached when the Klal reaches its Shlemus, which is La Silova. But in the universe, but every Beis HaMegdash, every, every Beis HaMegdash and Beis HaMegdash is what? Is the universe of Yomim, the universe of Prat. The universe of Prat is able to reach its Shlemus very quickly, because that's all there exists. You don't have to wait for this whole huge universe to be fixed. All it is is right now, you can reach its flames. Let me give you another example. This might be a little bit surprising, but according to the Mekubalim, by the Rosh especially, we find that Shemun Esrei is really not the height of davening. Shemun Esrei is not the highest place in davening. The highest Madriga, the actual shlem, the Mamish the Shlemus of Tefillah, the Shlemus of that particular day that you're building that you're reaching with your shachris is tachman. It's tachman. That's surprising because we try to avoid tachman at all costs. But lamaisa tachman by the mukubalim is considered to be ma'amish shleimus. What does it mean it's shleimus? So it's interesting. We don't say tachman yantif, right? So what's interesting is if you take a look at the Beis Yosef when he, he talks about Hilchas tachman, he quotes the Zara Kaddish. And the Zara says, What's happening by tachman? The Zara says, What's happening by tachman is 
is that you are you are reliving the experience of Adam Rishon Kaidem Achet, where Adam Rishon Kaidem Achet was being tempted by the Nachash to fall into that place of Chayshech, that place of Maves, that place of Das, and Adam messed it up. And because of that, since Adam was the Klal, let's understand, Adam was the parts of Hazmanim, of people, right? He was the entirety of all humanity wrapped up into one, into one person. And because Adam and Chava messed up with that sin of Adam, of the Yisadah's Tevorah, because of that, the Klal of the universe now sunk into the abyss, and it's going to take a, ways, a, way, a whole long time until we, as a Klal, fix that mistake. But says the Zarek Kaddish, every time you say Tachnun, you are being faced with that Nisan of the Nachash. The Nachash comes over to you by Tachnun and says, let me ask you something, Rabbi Do you want to be a Yid or do you want to give everything away? Do you want to eat from the tree of knowledge or do you want to live? And you know what you do when you fall on your face? The Zarek Kaddish says, when you fall on your face by Tachnun, you are being Maishir Nefesh to God, you are saying Rabbanish Loilam, take my Neshama more, I would rather die than listen to the Nachash. At that moment of Tachnun, you are reaching the ultimate shlemus that's possible, which is fixing the sin of Adam and Chava. But I don't get it. The sin of Adam and Chava, that means I'm still mortal. The answer is, in parts of Hazmanim again, shlemus comes to fix that madrig of Adam and Chava, to get to that place, that's loss of love. But the Chiddush of parts of Ayam is, because you're in a small little slot, that's called Shachris on Friday morning, you know, in the week of Parshat Vigash, a very small little window, in that little window, you can reach Shlemus. A Shlemus that would take the Klal thousands and thousands of years, you can reach by just saying Tachnun. This is, by the way, why we find, the Gemara, the Gemara says this in a couple places, that the Gemara says that, that the first person we find to ever say Tachnun was Yeshua Benun. Not Yeshua Benun. Yeshua Benun was the first Prat vis-a-vis the claw of Maishar Rabbeinu. See, Maishar Rabbeinu is also an Adam Rishon Dike Indian. Maishar Rabbeinu is what? Maishar Rabbeinu is claw. Tyrus Maisha. Like a Midlar Mizibaraisa, there's nothing that in the universe that is not hinted to in Chumash. Chumash is the sum total of everything. It's the parts of Hazmanim of Tyra. But because of that, Maisha doesn't get Tarot Yisrael. He doesn't get Tarot Yisrael. Actual Shlemus sh- sh- in the world of Zmanim, the world of Klal, takes a very long time. But Yeshua Benon is the moon compared to the sun. Yeshua Benon is the world of Prat. Yeshua Benon is the beginning of Tarsh Peh. Tarsh Peh means specifics. Tarsh Peh means I have never even opened a Taharis. But at least I know Nezikin. I, I don't know Nezikin, at least I know a Mishnah. Tarsh Peh means specifics. It means right now what's in front of you right now is this Muksa, is it not Muksa? Tarsh Maisha is Elokus. Tarsh Maisha is Sochres Yom HaShavs Lekadshay. That's Shabbos. And Tershvabek comes and says, no, 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 Shabbos is, uh, you know, 150 blot, an Erevin, and every, you know, uh, piece in the Shulchan Aruch, broken down into a million pieces. Moshe is Klal, Yeshua is Prat. The first person to say Tachna, to reach that Shlemus of Adam Rishon Kaid in his little day, in his little window, was Yeshua Benon. Therefore the Gemara says that if you're, that, 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 that Sadiqim like Yeshua Benon say Tachna, this is true in terms of place, that the Kedushas Beis HaKnesis of Beis HaMedrash is more Bishlemus now than what the Beis HaMikdash is, according to the Ravid. This is true in terms of time, that where you can reach on a Tachn on an average day is greater than the entire universe will take to reach until Mashiach comes. This is true within the Nefesh. Every single one of us, because we're in Golis, 
let's understand. On a broader sense, the difference between Golos and Geula, having a base Amigdash and not having a base Amigdash is also, in a very general sense, is the difference between living in Klau or living in Prat. The Vilna Gaon wrote this, we have this from Lukut Agra, that the Gaon said the essential difference between Golos and Gula is, how do you view yourself? Do you view yourself as an individual person, bumping into other individual people? Who are the Jewish people to you? People that just have common background? That's Golos. Said the Vilna Gaon, what does Gula mean? What does it mean to have a base Amigdash? It means that you see yourself as part of the collective whole of Knesset Yisrael. Therefore, one of the greatest differences between our matzav in Golas versus our matzav when, when we had a base amigdash was what? Was when we had a base amigdash, tshuva was actually very difficult. Because even if you did all the tshuva in the world to fix a mistake, if you were Chayiv Malkus, sorry buddy, nothing's happening until you get Malkus. If you're Chayiv Mises Bezdin, I feel really sorry for you. You could clap al chet all you want. The kapar is not happening until you get Mises Bezdin. You know what the Chiddush is nowadays? Nowadays is, if you want to do tshuva, if you could do tshuva, hear her tshuva, is masakin everything, even if you're chayiv malkis, chayiv misis bezdin, chayiv karis, chayiv achatis, it doesn't matter. Nowadays, we don't have those in Yonim, and tshuva is machaper for everything. Why is that? How does that work? How does that work? Just on Rachmanis. The way it's working is, is that because we're in the world of parts of Hayom, and because we're in the world of Prat, the shleimus says the Taras Chacham, again going back to that Chiddush, the shleimus that you can reach in the world of Prat is similar to the shleimus that the world of Klal will reach only L'asad Lavai. And what's going to be L'asad Lavai? Kol harisha kula ka'ashintechla, evil itself will be shown to be mamish nothing. All Averis, all Chet, all Ra will be shown to be mamish keherifayim, mamish nothing. It was a stam marasayim, mamish hesachadas. When you had a Beis HaMikdash, when you're in the world of Klal, to reach that Shlemus, to reach that level of Gilo Yelikus, where evil itself is shown to be nothing but a mirage, uh, that, that takes thousands of years. And because of that, Tshuva is very difficult. But now that we're not having a base in Megdash, now we're in the world of Prat, the world of Pratzav Hayom and Bederach Klal, because of that, we're able to reach in any given moment the Shlemus, what would usually take the Klal world, the world of Zmanim, to Lasse so just as when it comes to loss and love, evil itself will be shown to be nothing but a mirage. And shuva will be mamish, the easiest thing in the world, because it will just be pushed like taking off a, you know, a dirty pair of a, a dirty jacket. That's all it will be. That's what you can reach nowadays. Let me share with you a couple lines from our Tzadik HaKain. This is what we find in, uh, in Sefer Preet Tzadik, in Parashas Kiseitze. Listen to this. It says in the Medrash on the Pasuk, Rani Akar the Batsik says, the Navi says, Rani Akara, Akar, the Jewish people that are called an Akara, this barren, this woman that's an Akara, doesn't have children, Rani, she should rejoice. Says the Medrash, Har Says the Medrash, there are more tzaddikim that exist during the times of Golas than existed during the times of Beis HaMikdash. Does that mean? Just in numbers, there's more tzaddikim now? What does that mean? We're bigger tzaddikim than they used to be. Says Rav Tzaddik. Nir al-pidisa v'kisvi ariza. The explanation of this is based on what we find in the kisvi ari. Sha'om al-talmid r'v'chaim v'tal. That the Ariyah Kodesh said to his prized talmid r'v'chaim v'tal. Shabidor ha-yasim hazeh. In this orphan generation, and appreciate this, we're talking about 1500 in Tzvat. What was going on in 1500 Tzvat? 
nothing to do except be makubal. That's all there was to do. It was not. There was nothing. Nothing else. And said the result in this orphan generation. Said the Rekadish, Af Dover Kodn Sheyistrol Oisa. Even the smallest thing that a yid does, Bekavon Lashem Shemai. And you do it because you want to be a yid. Because you want to serve the Rabbanishal. That's all you're doing it for. Choshev Eitz Hashem Yisbarach Harbe Yoyser Bimashoy Oisim Gedoyles Bedurst Harishainim. A small Maisa mitzvah that's done nowadays with Kavan Lashem Shemaim is more Choshev Rabbanishalom than all the big events in the Darus Harishainim in the early generations. It's a beautiful chizik. But what's the mechanics of that? As our work, the answer is because the Darius are shine in the earlier generations, they were living Lifi Erkam, they were living in the world of parts of Azman. And the world of parts of Azman and the Klal, in order for the Klal to reach Shlemus, it's going to take thousands of years. But when you're thrown into Ikfizid the Meshich, Ikfizid the Mamish, the lowest Madrega, the generation that's Katnashabakatnas, where the best we can muster up is just trying to focus our attention on the moment at hand. Why is it we have such a hard time having kavana during davening and having kavana and learning and stam having just Yeshua Das, uh, stam sitting there? You know why? Because we're in parts of Hayyamim, parts of Hayyamim, why is it that you ask any person in Chinuch, they'll tell you that every three months there's a new generation? Because that's the nature of parts of Hayyamim. That's not because of the phone. It's not because of technology. You have to understand, that's a, it's such an immature way of thinking that we react to the world around us. The world around us is a reflection of what's going on in Ishmael Sisro. Why is it that as we get closer and closer to Mashiach, things are speeding up? Why is it that every other week there's a new invention, a new distraction, and a new psychology, and a new uh, term, and a new way to uh, become distracted with life? Why is it there a new generation every two months? It's not because of technology, it's not because of the world around us. That's it coming because of the neshama, because we are in parts of a yam and mamish. Mamish, kadnas. What time is it? I can't even tell you the day, I have to tell you the moment, the minute. I have to tell you the nanosecond that we're holding. That's how small we are. But with the kadnos that we exist in, in that, frame, that framework of mamish, parts of ayamim, times ten, the shlemus that you can reach in parts of ayamim is greater than the shlemus that, that, that can be reached in parts of azmanim. What's going to take parts of azmanim that in thousands of years, you can reach mamish right now. And that's what Rabbi Sadiq is saying, that's what the Kisari was saying, is that the, the uh, small maise mitzvah that's done l'shem shemayim by the Rabbanu Shalom, that's shlemus. Shleimus, which would take the Klal thousands of years. It's true in Oilam, in place, that a Beis HaMedrash and a Beis HaKnesis right now has a deeper Kedusha, a more Shleimistic Kedusha than Beis HaMikdash according to the Ravid. It's true in time, that Tachnon, Mamish, when you say Tachnon, you are being Masakin, that day is Chet Eitz more so than the Klal, for the Klal to do it on the Klal level would take thousands of years. And this is true B'Nefesh, it's true benefesh. The tshuva that you can accomplish, the level of tahara that you can reach nowadays is greater than the tshuva and tahara that could have been reached with Beis HaMikdash. The maisa mitzvahs that you do with Mesir's nefesh, l'shem shemayim, as sm- davka because they're small. Understand this. Davka because you're a cotton. Davka because you're a cotton, that's why your mitzvahs are bishlemos more than the mitzvahs of G'dayla. That's davka Why? This is the difference between Yosef and Yehuda. See, you forgot we're holding Parshaviyah, yeah? Yosef and Yehuda. 
Yosef reached absolute shleimus. The greatest shleimus that a sheva can reach is what? Is to become like an av. But Yosef is prat. The reason why Yosef reaches that shleimus is because Yosef is the embodiment of parts of Hayomim. This is why Yosef grows and he develops on his own. He's the only yid in Mitzrayim. He's that bechin of prat, of specifics, of not klal, there's no chevra. He doesn't have a minion. He's mamash by himself. Yosef Tzadik is the bechin of prat, and that's why his name means Yosef. Yosef Hashem Li Bein Acher. Why does Rachel name him Yosef to say, give me another son? Yeah. Yehuda is named because of Hamaitis Hashem. Leah is happy. She thanks Hashem. Yosef is unsatisfied because that's the nature of Prat. The nature of Prat is Shkayach, but now I'm, now I'm in another moment and this moment now feels empty. And I feel that moment and I move into another moment. That moment now is an endless cycle. This is why Yosef has the sign of Taiva because the nature of Taiva is very much, very... The one that's connected with parts of Hayomim is very susceptible to that world of Taiva. Because Taiva means there's something missing me right now. And what I accomplished a moment ago does not satisfy me anymore. You know why? Because you're in a different universe. Yesterday you were in 1001, and now you're in 1002. However, the parts of Hasmanim Dikiyid, nothing really changed from a moment ago. He's still in Tashim Bebeis. So he doesn't feel that fire, that desire. He doesn't feel that emptiness that, and wanting to, to satisfy with all sorts of stuff. This, again, this, this explains why our generation is a generation that's, that's so thirsty. They don't even know what they're thirsty for. I don't know what I'm thirsty for, but we're thirsty. You know why? Because even if we quenched our thirst a minute ago, it's a new minute right now. That's the quality, that's a Yosef Tzadik quality, that's a parts of a Yomdik quality. Yosef reaches Shleimus because he's parts of a Yomim. Yehud, on the other hand, it's a different Indian. Yehud is Klal. Yehud is the name of Klal. He's the Melech. The Melech is the Klal. Melech is the Leiv Ha'am, the Ramam writes in Hilchus Melachim. He's the heart of the people. The definition of Yehuda, the definition of the Melech is that he doesn't see himself as an individual person. The Malchus of Yehuda is what? The capital, the throne of Yehuda is in Beis HaMikdash. The only one that's allowed to sit in Beis HaMikdash is the Melech from Malchus Beis David. The Beis HaMikdash, which is a place of Klal Yisrael, which is a place of Yom Toivim, is where David Malkim Meshich is able to sit, Vishlemus. Because David Melch Yehuda means parts of Azmanim. But because he's parts of Azmanim, he doesn't have the Shlemus of Yosef does. These are the two worlds of Yosef and Yehuda. But that's what last week's parsha. This week's parsha is Vayigash El Yehuda. They have to be brought together. So how do we bring this together? And until now, this has all been theoretical, and now it's Halach Lemaisa. The reason why, let's understand. There's a Torah from Rav Kook. You know, Rav Kook uh, wrote in one of his, I think it's in Aris Yisrael, he writes that really this dynamic of Klal and Prat, this dynamic of the Jewish people and the individual Jew, Tavshin Pei Beis and 1005, this dynamic are really in truth not two different universes. The truth of all truths is is that every single one of us individually is really an extension off of the claw. And every moment of, you know, 10.05 is really an extension off of Tosh and Bebez, we understand. Think of it as this huge tree with many individual branches. So you have a tree that's called Knesset Yisrael with millions and millions of branches and sub-branches and leaves and twigs and so on. The explanation of why it is that in the world of parts of Hayyamim, I 
I told you it was going to be deep. It was your fault, okay? Don't, I don't want to hear any tanyas after this. The reason why in parts of Hayomim you can reach Shlemus greater than parts of Hazmanim is not because you're a separate place and parts of Hazmanim is like tailing, you know, weighing behind. Think of it like this. What's considered to be deficient, what's, what's imperfect in the world of Klal, when that imperfect madrega travels all, all the way down to your particular twig, that's already called Shlemus. Lamashal, if you have a big Tamar Chacham, and a big Tamar Chacham, right? His Havamina, something that, that is Mamish in passing in his mind, a small little Knech in a Sugya that he's learning, but it's Mamish, not the, the Shlemus of the Sugya, according to the, according to the Tamar Chacham's Madrega. If he gives you that particular piece, to you that's Shlemus. Right? If you have a big, uh, you know, a gallon of water, and now it's full half a gallon. So the gallon is chaser. But if you take half of that gallon and fill what? And fill a bottle that's half a gallon, then guess what? The half gallon is full. The reason why us, the parts of Hayomim, can reach Shlemus is because we are all extensions in truth off of parts of Asmanim. And what is maybe not so complete in parts of Asmanim, by the time it makes its way to parts of Hayomim, that's called Shlemus. What's deficient in the Klal Madrega becomes Shlemus in the Prat Madrega. What does this mean? It means that you as an individual, the greatest you can become, the Yosvat Tzadik, so the world, the fact that Yosvat Tzadik becomes Mamish like the Av, is in truth really only coming because he's part of Knesset Yisrael. It's coming because of Yudah. Because there's such a thing as Knesset Yisrael and Yosvat Tzadik is a Yid amongst Yidin, and even though when Yosef Tzad looks out the window and he looks at the chaver around him, he's like, come on, guys. Come on. You could do better than that. And maybe they should do better than that. But whatever degree that the klal has, as deficient as it might be, when it makes its way to the individual prat, the individual prat is holding by big things. So you could have the following dynamic. And there's a pella. You could have an individual person who's mamish tzaddik yisoyed oilam. Tzaddik Yisoyed Oilam. He's a parish, and he knows Shas and Paiskim and Kisveri Balpeh. And he fasts Bahab, even when it's not Bahab. And he says till him all day. He's Mamish Tzaddik Yisoyed Oilam. And you know what? And he's walking in the streets, and he has a veil on his face. He doesn't even want to look. Forget women. He doesn't want to look at other Yidin. Because he's so disgusted by the smallness of the world around him. And he can barely muster up the strength to die with a min. You know why? Because a bunch of Oisvars. I should lower myself. I'm holding by big madregas. I'm an atzilus. I'm holding by big things. I'm going to lower myself to the hamayinam. But the truth is, you know why he's bishlemus? Where is he getting his koiches from? He's getting his koiches from the hamayinam. Those oisvars that he's embarrassed to say that he's a part of. Those oisvars that he's embarrassed to say that he's part of their chavra. That's where he's getting his chiyas from. And the only reason why he's adam hasholem is because he's coming and he's being yoinik, he's, he's getting chiyas from a deficient parts of Asmanim. To the extent that every single one of us connects to a chavra, to the extent that we connect to Klal Yisrael, and you see yourself, you define yourself as not just a yid, you are a yid, you are part of Knesset Yisrael. And where is Knesset Yisrael holding? Uh, okay, well, you know, we can be better. 
But that's where every single part of your Shlemus as individuals coming from. Your Hatzlach in Parnasa, your Hatzlach in Ruchnius, Ruchnius and Gashmius. Any Hatzlach you have as individual is coming from the Klal. I, when you look at the Klal, you think to yourself, that's the Klal. That's where Machis is coming from. I'm much more Hatzlich than the Klal. In Gashmius and in Ruchnius. Yeah. But your Shlemus as individual is coming from what the Klal has B'chisarim. What's half a gallon, what's missing by the klal, by the time it makes to you, you already become your malachash and tzvakis. But where is your angelic avoid coming from? It's coming from the half-baked avoid of the klal. Yehuda is the one, Yosef's chiyas, Yosef's madregas of shlemus is coming because he's part of that klal of Yehuda. That's Vigash of Yehuda. Yehuda is the one that ultimately sets up the table in which Yosef Tzadik is able to find his own personal Shlemus only because he's coming from the deficient Avaidah, the deficient Shlemus of the Klaal. There's a Maisha from Hashem, maybe to bring us home this point more clear. There's a Maisha from Hashem that, you know, his minig was that he was, he was a big Davener. That shouldn't surprise any of us. And by Hishman Esra, it was very long. So the way, the way it was by, by the Talmudim was that he would Daven. And... They would just wait and wait and wait. Yeah, it could be two hours until the Baal Shantz finished Minestre. So it came one time in particular, it was on Shabbos, and the Baal Shantz is not much time, a long time, and the Chavar getting a little bit antsy. So they say amongst themselves, listen, let's go this time, let's go make Kiddush. And we know how long Baal Shantz takes. We'll go, we'll make Kiddush, we'll come back, and he'll, you know, he'll still be down Shemesh. He won't know any, the better, you know. That's what they do. They go make Kiddush, and they figure out, they're only on for like 15 minutes, and they come back, and Baal Shantz is sitting, waiting for them to come. And he's, you know, what happened? They say, right, we're so sorry, but like, you know, to be honest with you, your Shemines is usually three hours. Like, what happened? So, Shanta said, let me tell you something. There was once a, group, once a group of people, they're walking in the forest, and they see, they find themselves by a tree, and they see on the top of the tree, there's this uh, very, you know, exotic bird that's sitting up there. And they decide, you know, let's, we want to get this bird, it'll be a hush of a thing. So each person's trying to climb the tree, it's impossible. But they decide, you know what we'll do? Let's make a UN pyramid. So we'll all get on top of each other. And finally, the, the person on top of the pyramid will be able to reach the, uh, reach the bird. So while that's happening, so the pyramid is being constructed, and one person's climbing all the way on top. Meanwhile, one of the guys in the bottom row decides to himself, you know what, yeah, what do you need me for? What am I here for? What am I doing? I'm at the bottom of the row. What am I contributing to this whole thing? I'll let the rest of the chavit, they'll take care of it. I'll just, I'll just sneak out. So he goes out. What happens? The whole thing collapses. Said the Baal you know where I'm reaching in the Oil Masalyana by Mahishmanasi, Mahmish Oil Masalyana. But you know how I'm reaching it? I'm reaching it because of your three minute Shmanasris. Because of your three minute Shmanasris. And as a Klal, for you to reach my Madrig, it's going to take thousands of years. But that's where I'm getting my Koychis from. Because said the Baal Shantav, I'm a Yachid. I'm parts of Hayyamim. And, and, and I can reach Shlemus, Mahmish Gavaldik, as a Yachid. But where my Shlemus comes from is siphoned off. Of the chiyas that's really coming from the parts of Azman and from the collective whole. And when that chiyas is, is sort of evenly distributed amongst the klal, you're all davening three minutes masteries. But when all of that is brought into my little universe, the parts of Ayamim, I become a Balshem. But I'm a Balshem because of all you, Pashid Yidin. So when you leave the base madrash, my master all of a sudden is cut short. As Balshem just said. That's what it means to be a Yid. Our avoid in our times is to begin to bring together these two worlds of growing this whole chavr, this whole inyan and, and this is not just here as Hashem primis de and primis de is sprouting up all over the place 
of Yidin deciding that they want something more. They want something more. They want to be a Yid. They want to have the three hours from Nesad of Al Shemtiv. But Chas Vishalom, Chas Vishalom for a person to think that that Shlemus that you're reaching as an individual is, despite the fact that you're a part of uh, the world around you that's maybe not getting it. It's a very big Nisayan, I'm telling you this. It's a very big Nisayan of becoming Primis Yidin and looking down at Yidin that are not holding by Primis yet. But the truth of all truths is that everyone every single one of us has to remember this. To whatever degree possible that we as individuals could have become Primis Yidin, it's only because we're part of Kla Yisrael. And even if Kla Yisrael is, has a lot of issues, a lot of issues, you name it, you name it. You know, you ask someone, you take someone to the side and say, you know, Rabiyad, what's the biggest issue facing Kalal Yisrael? You get all sorts of answers, right? So some people will tell you, not enough Dafiyam Some people will tell you, Tznias. And maybe some people will tell the truth, which is like, most even don't know there's a God in heaven. Right? We think of Kalal Yisrael, what's Kalal Yisrael, like Lakewood in Brooklyn, right? Kalal Yisrael, Kalal Yisrael's mamish, mamish broken, mamish. And so you, now you have individual Yisrael Tzadik sprouting up, wanting something more of themselves. But those Yisrael Tzadiks have to know that the only way they're going to reach Shlemus, the only way how they're going to become the Belshemtivs in their little universe, is only to the extent that they love and believe in Kalal Yisrael. Your Chiyas, your Madregis, your Aliyah in the parts of Hayamim, as an individual person in Nekos of Meshicha, is only because of the energy that you're siphoning off of the parts of Asmanim of Kal Yisrael. And it's true that when it's in parts of Asmanim, it's half-baked. Because there's a lot to spread, there's a lot of energy to spread around. And for parts of Asmanim, for it to get to the full gallon, it'll take till Mashiach. But that half a gallon that's in parts of Asmanim, by the time it makes it to you, it turns you into the Baal Shem Tov. But that's where you're coming from. If you want to know in truth, the litmus test of where you're holding an Avodis Hashem, Be'amas, Be'amas, it's not how long your Shemunesrei is, it's not. It's not how much blood Gemara you know. It's not, it's not how much tears you shed by a kumzitz. It's how much Avas Yisrael you have. That's the litmus test of real avoid of real growth. Because to the extent that a person is Avas Yisrael, to the extent that you can look at a Yid and say, that's an extension of the Shekhinah Kedoshah. That's my brother, that's my sister, that's my own kidney. To the extent that you could have that Avas Yisrael and believe that all of my Madregas are coming from all those Yidin out there that I'm looking down on my nose. To that extent, then you could be a Yisvat Tzaddik. But if you, if, if, not you, but if a Yid is growing in their Avayid and Pneumius, and it's not developing a sense of Avas Yisrael at the same time, then Chas Shalom, it could be Marasayim. It could be Klipas Noiga. It could just be fake. It could just be fake. Real avoid and real yisvat tzaddik comes as an extension of the world of Yehuda. That's vigesh of Yehuda. This is what we have to do, chavra. This generation, this last generation. If we want to usher in the age of Mashiach, if we want to bring Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David together, we have to build that world of pnimius. You have to become inward. You have to become a private, deep person, a person that's able to to close one's eyes and talk to oneself, a person that's able to cry at a kumzitz, a person that's able to, to say a bracha with dveikis, to be a yid that's dovuk in the Rabbanishalm, that thinks about God, that says the word God, that his whole life is revolving around God, and at the same time realize that all of those madrigas that you're trying to reach is only because you're a member of Klal Yisrael. 
and Klai Yisrael's not holding where it should be. But that's the only reason why I'm holding where I am is because I'm a member of them, because I'm holding by Klai Yisrael. When we bring those two words together, Avahavas Hashem, Avahavas HaToyra, and Avahas Yisrael, that's Vayig Yashel Yehuda. Hashem shall bless each and every one of you. Your mom is holding by the, by the, the spear's edge. We should all deserve to become Pnimis Degiyidin, Yaisvat Sadik Degiyidin. Pnimis Degiyidin. But also Yidin that are full, that are Moli Vagadish, that are overflowing with Avas Yisrael. Only when you have that Moli Vagadish, overflowing sense of Avas Yisrael, to that extent you could trust your Pnimis, you could trust your Avaida, you could trust your three hours Manasra. Hashem should bless each and every one of us with that. We should be Zechat to see with our own eyes. The, rev- the, rev- the, re- the revelation of this Kedusha, the Yichud of parts of Azmanim, parts of Ayamim, the Shlemus of parts of Azmanim, the Ayin, Bayin, Yerba, Shuvah, Shem, Atziah, and Rabbi Eskot, Tzadik, Meher, Vimeinu, Amen. Amen.